Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode, Better Sex in Marriage in Three Simple Steps. This is a good one, guys. Pay attention. <laughs> All right. So I uh, want to feature a review. So guys, if you're listening to the podcast, you enjoy it, please leave a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening. Write one out, rate it. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe you'll get featured next time. So uh, this is by Super Bloke. He says, Dr. Frazier shares real life experiences to address specific problems that I face day to day. He knows what he is talking about because he has lived these principles. In working his experiences into my life, I have become a stronger man because of it. If you live these principles, you can be strong too. 100%, man. That's that's what this is all about. All right. So the steps are, number one, own your sexuality. So your sexuality is part of who you are. Okay. What you want to do is you want to recognize it and honor it as a God-given gift. If you're a spiritual person, a lot of times, unfortunately, with, with religion, we can think that our sexuality is bad or you know that it needs to be kind of tucked away and hidden until marriage comes, then we get to kind of do whatever we want. And even then, you know, we're not too sure or you know, we kind of rush it because we maybe still think it's not quite right or something's wrong with it. So what we want to do is understand like this is something good. It's been given to us by God. It's part of who we are. Okay. What tends to happen when we don't accept it and integrate it as part of ourselves is we try to hide it. We try to push it away all the time. We try to say it's bad. Anytime we have a sexual thought or sexual desire, we we want to shut it down. And what usually happens when we do that is it leads to sexual outbursts. So we have a sexual, we're trying to push down these sexual feelings and impulses all the time. And then we just can't take it anymore. And we go look at pornography or, you know, we masturbate or we have some kind of uh, fantasy that we can't get out of our heads because we're trying so hard to get it out of our heads. So what works really well for all of that is just understanding like, hey, sexuality, it's part of who I am, right? It's a powerful force that I have and it can be used for good or for evil. And so I'm going to just choose how I want to use it. And then I'm going to measure my sexual behavior in regards to how I want to use my sexuality, what I call your personal sexuality statement. So for me, I want to use my sexuality to connect deeply with and have fun with my wife and also to enjoy myself, right? To feel pleasure. So what this allows me to do is a couple things. One, it lets me tune into my own sexual desires and fantasies without feeling shame and guilt about them, but then also directing them the way that I want them, which is towards my wife and having fun with my wife and being able to share some of those desires and fantasies with my wife, right? That leads to more intimacy, okay? And so I'm not going out and watching pornography. I'm not going out and, you know, having affairs because I measure what I do sexually against how I want to be sexually, which is using that sexuality to connect with, have fun with my wife, enjoy myself in the context of that, okay? So think about it. How do you want to use your sexuality and own that for yourself? So I know there are some uh, some ladies that listen to this, which is great. Um, so a, a quick word for, for some of the wives out there, and, and guys too, this will give you some 
perspective, but sometimes owning your sexuality is a little bit more difficult for women. Um, they tend not to tune into their sexuality as well, especially if they're religious. Um, you know, my, my wife and I were, were talking and she told me that she really didn't have many sexual fantasies. And this is not uncommon for women to not really have spent much time thinking about that or considering that. Um, so for whatever reason, you know, sometimes women just haven't taken the time to really figure this out, which is, it, it happens. <laughs> but if, if that's you, you know, and you haven't really tuned into your sexuality, it's, it's worth it to try to figure this out, to integrate it, to make it part of you, to not just shut it away and say, oh, you know, that's something for other people, but to say, no, like, this is a part of me. I want to enjoy it. I want to own it for myself so I can share it with my, with my husband. So the other thing that, that tends to happen maybe more for women than for men is they focus more on giving pleasure instead of really being able to receive it. Um, and this happens a lot with, um, kind of religious type, uh, people too, where that idea of it's better to give than to receive translated also into the bedroom where you think it's better to, to give pleasure and you're not really too open to receiving it. And you haven't taken the time to figure out what works for you sexually either. So, you know, that can be a problem. So if you are a woman listening to this, um, you know, it's a paradox, but when, when you as a woman decide to take ownership of your sexuality and your sexual fantasies and enjoy yourself sexually, right? It's actually more of a turn on for your husband because he knows that you're enjoying it. You know, most, most men, they really do want to please their wives sexually. But, you know, if, if as a wife, you don't really know what you, what you like, right? Your husband can't really guess or make it up. You can explore it together, which is, which is fun, right? And, it's also something you can do on your own is take the time, explore, find what turns you on sexually, right? Ask your, ask your girlfriends, you know, what works with, what works for them to get some ideas. Um, so another just idea here, if sex has been taboo because of religion, um, or just whatever beliefs, if you just kind of haven't really taken that time to find out what works for you sexually, it can be helpful to know that the female clitoris it's only responsible for pleasure. That's all it does. Okay. And God made you that way, right? He gave you that for a reason. And that reason is sexual pleasure. There's no other reason for it. So it's given to you. It's part of you. You can use it for good, own it for yourself, and then share it with, uh, with who you want to share it with, you know, who it's worth sharing with. All right. So that's number one, own your sexuality, figure out how it works, what you like, what you don't like, how you want to use that you know, that power, that force. Okay. Principle two is anticipation is your friend. (laughs) All right. So as men, we tend to think of sex as a very linear process, right? You go from arousal to orgasm. It's kind of a straight shot because for, for us, a lot of times it it is right. Especially if we're used to just kind of, you know, going quickly, but, um, and we can think that's, you know, just a, a clear and direct approach, but, if you want to be a real expert at sex, what you want to understand is the importance of building anticipation. Okay. You want to think of, a, of the chart of sexual arousal more like a stock market, right? Where it's going up and down, but the trend is up. Okay. So, you know, uh, it can be as simple as just, you know, building anticipation, not even sexually, but in other areas, right? Just saying like, I've got something for you, but you've got to wait for it. It can be just like a little gift or, or whatever it is. Uh, have a surprise for her, a food or chocolate or another small gift. For my wife, actually, she she likes if I actually tell her 
what we're doing. <laughs> she doesn't love surprises as much, but she likes that anticipation, right? Of knowing that we're going to go do something fun that I, I got her a meal that she really likes. You know, she, she likes to just know, Hey, that's coming and I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. So that anticipation, it's a good thing. So to use anticipation in the bedroom, some ideas here, again, the other thing you got to realize is that, you know, what works for one person, one couple may not work for another. Um, so, you know, the things I'm, I'm sharing here, they may or may not work for you. You want to find out what does work for you guys. The idea is fi- finding connection, you know, using your sexuality, enjoying it, and then sharing it with each other, finding connection through it. So one way that you can create anticipation is talking about and sharing your fantasies. That's a big one, right? And again, some women may not have developed them that much yet. And this can be a new way to, to connect with each other and for, for her to get to know herself, right? And for you to tune into those for yourself. And the other idea of like letting her know what you want to do before you do it. Again, that idea of fantasies and kind of the different things that you want to do with her or to her, right? Telling her beforehand before you do it. Again, might not work for everybody, but for some, uh, for some couples, some women, that'll help build that anticipation. So this idea too, it can be especially helpful for women who've been through trauma, right? Kind of checking, it's a way of kind of checking beforehand, making sure she sort of knows what's coming because she's been used sexually in the past. And so when you're just kind of checking later, no, she might just say, Hey, like, I'm actually not okay with that. Gives her some control back, lets her know that you're not going to do anything that she's really not okay with. So kind of works in two really good ways of building that anticipation if it's something she likes, but also letting her put the brakes on if it's something she does not like. The The other idea, so a lot of guys will just wait until, like they won't build anticipation at all through the day. They won't tell her wife that she looks she looks beautiful. They won't give her a kiss. They won't mention that, you know, she looks great and it'd be great to be with her, you know, later in the evening. They won't say any of that. They'll just, all of a sudden it's bedtime and then it's like, okay, time for sex. Right. And that's not working. <laughs> okay. A woman, she needs time to, you know, anticipate, get in the mood, put herself mentally there. Okay. All of that. Also just physically, you know, it typically takes longer for a woman to get from, you know, not aroused, too aroused to having an orgasm. Um, one of the books I just read cited some research says it takes anywhere between like fifth, excuse me, fifteen and forty-five minutes to go from unaroused to having an orgasm. So, for, where for guys, you know, it's just minutes, right? So, a good book about this, "She Comes First by Ian Kerner, kind of talks about some specific things that you can try and do. Also, Slow Sex by Nicole Daedone, D-A-E-D-O-N-E, for just like some more specific ideas of what you can do. All right, so use the anticipation as your friend. Uh, Third one is connecting minds and bodies through sex. At its best, sex, it really is. It's about connection, knowing and being known. If it's just about orgasm, you really are missing out for a couple of reasons. If you make it just about that, if it doesn't happen, you feel like a failure. And now instead of being a connecting thing that you could have done, it's just like, oh, you know, I failed again and we missed the connection again. And our sex life isn't as good as, you know, whoever's <laughs> the movie stars, right? Um, so if, if that's your goal, you're, you're kind of missing the point, okay? So some ways to connect your minds and bodies we've talked about, sharing those fantasies, sharing what you like, sharing what you don't like, Um Making eye contact for some people can be a good way to show connection, okay? 
you want to focus on enjoying the process, like having it be a pleasurable activity for, for both of you and sharing that connection instead of just making it orgasm focused, right? So instead of making the win or a successful session being we both had an orgasm or she had multiple orgasms or whatever, you want to make the win just enjoying that pleasurable time together, giving and receiving pleasure, sharing with each other. Okay, that's the win. It really is, guys. Like that's where really great sex happens is where you are sharing each other's minds and bodies. Again, if that focus is enjoyment and connection, you're on your way to much better sex instead of orgasm versus no orgasm. Like, again, just making that win connection, right? Physical and mental connection. Okay, having fun, trying new things. The, the other thing is as you try different things sexually, right? That's showing a new part of you, you know, saying, hey, I'd like to try this. It actually takes a lot of courage, you know, to own that in yourself and to share it. You know, takes takes a good amount of courage. So even if your your wife says no or your husband says no, you know, you can take comfort in the idea that, hey, like I had enough courage to actually share that. And that's a win, right? That idea of self-validated intimacy that comes from David Schnarch. So another kind of paradox about this, about this idea of making orgasm the goal, is that the more you focus or the more you try to get the orgasm, the less likely you are to get it. (laughs) So if instead you shift that focus and say, hey, look, orgasm or not, let's just have a good time here. Let's connect. Let's, let's play. Let's have fun. Let's, you know, share some different things that we want to try. You know, if it doesn't work, that's okay. It's kind of funny. You know, um, that is actually much more likely to get you to orgasm versus saying, we got to do it. You know, I've got to have an orgasm. I didn't again. And, and, you know, say I've got to, or if the husband, you're like, oh, I've got to give my wife an orgasm. If I don't, you know, I failed. All of that just leads to a lot of anxiety, uh, which is a killer for sexual arousal. So this is the idea of paradoxical in paradoxical intention by Viktor Frankl, which he shared in Man's Search for Meaning, which is this idea that the more we try for orgasm, the harder it can be to get it. And he actually, um, because it creates that anxiety. And he actually says, you can use this also to your advantage. So like if you're afraid of public speaking, for example, and you sweat a lot, this is the example he gives in the book, you can actually go in and try to make yourself sweat. And what happens is you sweat less. And eventually that even like helped cure some people from sweating because you tried to make it worse. You tried to make it conscious. I teach the same principle with some emotions that are difficult, right? If you're feeling really anxious or feeling really overwhelmed, you know, feel it, but even try to make it worse. It sounds crazy, but it works because of this, because of this idea of paradoxical intention. As you focus on it and try to make it worse, it actually starts going away. So the opposite though happens for for good things like orgasm. If you're focusing on it too much, you get anxious about it, and then you're not able to have the orgasm. All right. So in summary, to have better sex in your marriage, first thing, own your sexuality and direct it in integrity. Know that it's part of you and then decide how you want to use that. Get to know it. Don't just shut it away. Say, hey, this is a part of me. I like to, with the guys, I like to say, you know, God gave you a penis just like he gave you arms and legs. You know, it's part of you and you want to use it in a way that is in integrity and feels good and in line with who you want to be as a man and as a husband. 
The other thing, anticipation is your friend. So build it through the day, you know, let your wife know how great she looks, get her little surprises, you know, uh, is your, you know, tell her the things that you want to try and do. Okay. Do things with her it, as, um, you know, as a woman, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, also that idea of owning your sexual, knowing what works for you, finding out, you know, ask your friends you know, what works for them. And then connect bodies and minds through sex. Okay. Some ways to do that, sharing fantasies, eye contact, you know, just talking about what works, what you're going to try, what you like to try. Okay. It's powerful. You know, it's a fun way to, to connect with each other and make that focus pleasure and connection versus orgasm. Because the more you try to force orgasm, especially if it doesn't happen often for you, that's probably a big part of the problem is that you're overly focused on it versus focused on connection and pleasure. All right, guys. So if you're enjoying this, uh, this podcast, these podcasts, share it and leave a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening, write out a review. Maybe you'll get featured on the next podcast here and visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com for a seven day series to help you create a better marriage and a better sex life as part of that. It's going to give you some really great tips. Then if you're ready to really become what I'm going to call a relationship genius, I really like that phrase. (laughs) If you're ready to really take things to the next level, become a relationship genius, understand your relationship with yourself at a deep level, build up your strength mentally, emotionally, spiritually, sexually, and then become a genius in interpersonal relations of communication, conflict management, and sexuality. Okay. If you want to really become a genius in those things, come join us in the strongman system. You're going to figure out exactly how to do that. We're going to lay out a plan. You're going to do specific things and tools. It's not like therapy where you're just going to come and tell me your problems, right? We're going to look at, okay, sure, you've got problems, but now how do you fix them? What are the tools to fix them? That's what we learn in the in the system. So you can become that genius, enjoy a real intimate connection with your wife. Also, when you learn this, you have great relationships with other people, better relationships with the people around you, your kids, coworkers, all of that. All right, guys. So uh, stay strong, men, and we'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.